0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Lehman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Lehman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high praise of classic films float, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing, hon?
1: I am very well, and
0: yourself? Good. We got a house today.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the culmination of all our hard work to this point
0: Mm -hmm.
1: has been today. And then there's still a few more weeks of hard work, but at least we technically now own two
0: houses. Yeah. Two houses
1: for two weeks. And then we own one house again, Yay! which I'm very excited for
0: for for having one house
1: for having this whole process done.
0: Yes. (laughs) Except for the whole unpacking process.
1: Yeah. This has literally been six months of our life between house hunting, house buying, house selling, prepping for moving, the final push for the actual purchase. And now we got the final push for the actual move. Mm -hmm. Literally we started at the beginning of January and now it's just about June
0: Mm -hmm. and then tired, and yet, and yet we were somehow able to get a podcast out each and every week. Well, don't count
1: your podcasts before they
0: hatch. (laughs) Speaking of things that hatch, how about we talk about dinosaurs again? yeah yeah this week we'll be talking about the lost world jurassic park which originally hit theaters back in 1997. a british family on a yacht cruise
1: stumbled upon site b now it's only a matter of time before this lost world is found and pillaged (laughs) Hopefully, we've kept this island quarantined and contained, but I'm in shock about all this.
0: Wow. Everything's Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later,
1: there's running and then screaming.
0: What the hell was that?
1: immediately taking dinosaurs off this island is the worst idea in history of bad ideas let's get this movable
0: beast underway Actually, before we get too into that box office, I know that I put the trailers into into the post-production, so you don't hear the trailer bit, but do you know what was playing during that trailer, and also during last week's Jurassic Park trailer?
1: No, well,
0: that was in it, but that song from Backdraft that I was trying to find way back in episode 13 is in both of those trailers. So there you go. Bringing that back. But anyway, back in 1997. What do you got for
1: me, hon? So we've actually already discussed May 1997 before.
0: Yeah, because I remember when we talked about it, you brought up The Lost World Jurassic Park. And my response was, oh, I'd love to do that movie, but I don't want to do it before we do Jurassic Park. And here we are.
1: So, do you know what, what the other movie was that was 1997?
0: May 97. I'm trying to, I, you know what's really weird is I have a really bad habit of completely forgetting what movies we've done as soon as we cover them. Fair. <laughs> I don't know why it Which is. Which is
1: why we keep a spreadsheet.
0: It was Twister, wasn't it?
1: Nope. It was Austin Power. Oh, that's
0: right.
1: So, I had to come up with, not come up, but I had to find four new factoids for the same month. Mm-hmm. Um, so, May 2nd was the when Eddie Murphy. Um, was caught by the cops with sex worker Addison C. U. Lee. I'm saying that wrong. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, if you recall, uh, and this was, I did a lot of research. It took me a little longer than I expected because I wanted to be hundred percent sure I was using the correct nomenclature, but I wanted to be hundred percent sure. Uh, Addison Addison, I'm going to assume, uh, is a transsexual sex mm. worker. And I did a lot of Googling to make sure that that was yes, the correct w- wording. Okay. Um, because there is a difference, but not sort of it's way above my, over my head. And you should talk to people who are more educated than I, but I did learn a few things, but yes, educate. In this yourself. case, transsexual is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you remember that, I remember that being a bit, cause like, I feel like, If that were to happen today with a celebrity, people would be like, huh. Okay.
0: Didn't that happen with a celebrity? Not too long ago? Maybe. I seem to remember. Eh. Somebody's marriage ended. Eh. Okay. Sorry.
1: As you can see, not Eh. that big a deal. Not that big a deal. But Eddie Murphy, huge star, and it was 1997, so Mm -hmm. it was kind of a cultural thing. Anyway, May 5th, the final episode of Married with Children aired.
0: I don't remember what happened at the end. You know what? It's so funny. Like I watched so many episodes of Mary with Children and they all sort of blend together. Mm-hmm. The only episodes that I can remember specifically, not actually, not even episodes, there's one episode that I can remember from front to back as this is an episode of that show and it's the one where they lose Al's car at the car wash.
1: Yeah, that's a good
0: one. And at the end, they find out that the reason they lost his car was because he drove in with a brown car, and it had been so long since they'd washed it last that they forgot that it was red. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, May 6th, Michael Jackson and the Bee Gees were in, uh, inducted into the Rock-a-hole, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame annunciate
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh may 12th a tornado near narrowly missed downtown miami could you imagine
0: yeah that's a pretty big place to have a tornado hit normally mm-hmm. you hear it out in small towns and and things in, like not that. in florida
1: but yeah, there you yeah. go so that, i found that was uh that was a little bit that's literally we've done this month twice now and i'm running out of things to talk about There's another time that susan lucci lost for thing but, but you've already
0: covered that yeah in the previous episode
1: yeah or is that yeah. the year she won no she lost again that was <laughs> the 17th time she lost so yeah um shall we discuss the box office
0: yes let's uh so as i we- assume austin powers is gonna be in there somewhere no wait it won't because it was yes it was a sp- our first special case if it was i can never- yes go ahead sorry
1: as we've discussed on the austin Powers episode. The biggest movies leading the summer were Anaconda,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Volcano, Breakdown, and The Fifth Element. And all of them were absolutely crushed by The Lost World's opening weekend take of $72.1 million, which was also had the widest release of all time at 3,565 theaters and broke literally all the box office debut records. All of them, mm-hmm. like all records that there are. It broke them. Makes sense. Uh, It was only number one for two weeks, though, and I was beaten by Con Air with 24 million. And overall, it was the third biggest movie released in 1997, with Titanic being number one uh, with over 600 million, Men in Black uh, at 250.6 million, and then Lost World at 229 million Schmackers.
0: Schmackers, eh? Yeah. Nice. I like it. was
1: Jurassic Park bucks. (laughs) It's like real money, but fun. It's fun bucks. Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. Wouldn't they have like a fun name, like Raptor Bucks?
1: Maybe. T- you could use, like, I'll give you I'll give you four T-Rexes for a, no, it would be four Raptors for a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. This was the style at the time. Okay, okay. Four Bs for a quarter, we'd oh, okay, say. Okay,
0: okay, okay. You lost your, your own joke that you were making about halfway through.
1: Yeah, but... it wasn't that funny.
0: Yeah, no, it wasn't. But anyway, that's it. That's all. That's it comes... all all right so i guess it's a it's a good time to get in some memories of this film how, how, what were your long lost memories of the lost world
1: well i do know that i saw this in theaters as well mm-hmm. and um we must have gone either opening weekend or the weekend after like for sure i feel like it was when we stood in line for which, which was kind of a new thing at the time i'd say
0: what, standing in line for
1: movies? Like a big premiere weekend standing in line for. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like... Because this was when the big theater... Not long before this movie, the big theater opened, right?
0: The Silver City? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. In I'm trying to remember where I saw it. I know I saw it in theaters. So I Because I, I remember
1: specifically watching Titanic at that Silver City, which came out in 97 as well. Mm. So I assume... Because I feel like I watched the original Jurassic Park at the smaller theater,
0: the one that was, was on now, oper- that's now the, the on the mountain. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's now uh, Marshalls. Mm-hmm. I miss Marshalls so much. I want to go to Marshalls shopping. so. B-
0: no, I just want to go to know, those three stores. Marshalls, those three Tom, stores. Sense and Winners.
1: They're all the same store, but I, I want to go to them. Mm-hmm. I want to go to there. Right, <sighs> June fourteenth. <14th.
0: laughs>
1: uh, should book off June fourteenth.
0: No, uh, you yeah you you could.
1: Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I remember seeing it in theaters. I remember loving it. Um, I remember my, my parents bought this on VHS immediately mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, I've watched it probably a dozen times. Like fond, fond memories of this movie.
0: Yeah, same, same. I saw this in theaters. Uh, I did not run away from this one. Good I, choice. I, I stayed. I mean, it was a few years later, right? It was four years later. You're a big boy. I was a big boy now. Uh, I remember reading the book first. Really? Yeah, I read the book. Um, and uh, you've read the book, obviously.
1: Yeah, but I didn't read it until probably 2012, 2013. In that
0: yeah. Age. I was very surprised to learn how different the book or the movie was ended up being from the book.
1: Yeah, that there's quite... In both, there is quite de- a deviation, but I feel like The Lost World and the movie have bigger deviations than the original Jurassic Park.
0: And then. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main, like it's still the same basic plot where Ian goes to the island to rescue a friend of his while nefarious people go to the island to try and steal dinosaurs. Yep. But the, the amount of people who go to the island and who those people are is entirely different and why they're going like, they're not there to steal the dinosaurs. They're there to take eggs is what they're there for. Yep. And it's Dogson, the guy from the cafe scene with Nedry from the first movie, who is the the person who's the main antagonist. And I haven't read the book in a very long time, but I remember very distinctly that there is a scene in that movie or in in the book where Dogson and his cronies are stealing eggs from I think the Parasaurolophus it's one of the the herbivore dinosaurs
1: the yeah
0: and it, they scare them so badly that they all start urinating and there's like this paragraph and a half of describing multiple dinosaurs peeing themselves Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't remember I don't, that at all. I don't remember a ton about the book. Like, the, I, I know that the trailer sequence happens. Um, th- there, the character that they go to rescue isn't Sarah, but Sarah is in the book. Uh, as like, th- there's a lot of parallels, but for whatever reason, I guess Spielberg did, felt like they did not need the giant peeing dinosaur scene. Yeah. Also, the the ending is absolutely different. Uh, it's completely different the The whole San Diego thing does not happen in the book. so
1: um the big thing I remember from the book, honestly, um the biggest thing I re- remember is because Sarah Harding wasn't um, a paleontologist. She was a research animal behaviorist. yes. And she studied carnivores, which she did that day. They do talk about that in the the movie, but like her specialty is studying carnivores, just living carnivores. And her being on safari, um, observing lions and hyenas and talking about how hyenas are better than lions because lions suck and hyenas are cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so...
0: Yeah. But I remember, I remember also I had the VHS. This was another one that I ran all the time. Did you have the VHS that had the, uh, the hologram cover? No. Okay. Mine, mine had a a T-Rex hologram as part of the cover. Uh, it was like the logo. And then as you turned the box, the T-Rex like popped out of the logo, like he like exploded out of it. And I always, I always would take it and go like, hi, you know, because like, the way he popped out, because it's a T-Rex, right? So it pops out with like its mouth, like wide open, right? So it'd be like, hey, like, that's what I would do uh, with the box by myself because I was a cool, cool person.
1: Uh, I just want to make a note, a corrections mm-hmm. cul-de-sac if I can.
0: That's a different show.
1: I know, but for myself, mm-hmm. I must not have seen this. Oh, the Silver City. Cuz
0: that Silver City wasn't boor- built until later. It wasn't born yet? It wasn't born yet.
1: It opened on December 5th of 1997. So that's mm-hmm. how I saw Titanic there, but not this. There you go. So I must have seen this at the old theater the that upper was James one. the Upper James uh, Cineplex Theater cuz it was a Cineplex. It actually.
0: was a Cineplex, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there you go. The more you know because uh, they didn't start opening until 1997 and Ancaster was one of the first ones, but it was still December. So there you go. Um,
0: I feel like I saw it at Lime Ridge. Was Lime Ridge
1: still around at that point? I don't think so. No.
0: Well, either way, I saw it in theaters and I definitely remember seeing it in theaters. Yeah. But yeah, so another movie that we've seen a billion times and neither of us took notes for <laughs> again.
1: <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a movie we've both seen a long time. I guess seen, wow. Seen many times
0: mm-hmm.
1: over the course of obviously many years. And it is a movie I think I've seen enough that I remember most of it pretty straightforward plot wise. Mm -hmm. But one thing I always forget about this movie is Vince Vaughn is in it. I'm always thinking Vince Vaughn is in the third one, not this one.
0: Yeah, no, he's but it's a
1: different guy in the third one. Who's like the one who puts the eggs in the backpack.
0: Yeah, no, that's um, I can never think of his name. He's he's the uh, he's uh, the guy that you're talking about. I'm pretty sure he is um, the brother in the uh, face-off. Maybe not. They, maybe they just look very similar. I, I, I Now that I say it, I, I, I don't uh, think that's right. I think that is wrong. Now that I say it, um,
1: but still, that is like one of the few things I forget about it. Like I I remember like Peter Strohmeyer in it, and I remember um, that. Uh, Camilla Bell or whatever her name is is in it and um, I remember that Pete Postlethwaite is in it and he's awesome like I remember everyone except Vince Vaughn is like and then it kind of like, I always assumed Jeff Goldblum is fairly tall but I know for a fact that Vince Vaughn is very tall mm-hmm. and they are like shoulder to shoulder in this movie
0: So, uh, I am right. It is the same guy.
1: Is it really? Yeah. Anyway. What do you know?
0: Anyway, that's Jurassic Park 3. That's not this movie.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this movie.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, uh, This is what the movie I know Vince Vaughn for.
1: Really? This was like
0: the first movie that I can remember ever seeing Vince Vaughn in.
1: Well, that's fair. Because I I did when I was reading the trivia. um, Spielberg saw... Swingers. Yeah. And was so impressed with Vince Vaughn, he offered him a part in this movie. Mm -hmm. So this was right at the the get-go of Vince Vaughn's kind of breakthrough career, I'd say. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because like I would say like if you compare the two movies I'm not saying quality of the movie, like the first movie to the second movie. I'm not this is not me saying anything about the quality, but I would say that the second movie has a larger net of bigger actors. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Like, because yeah. a lot of the actors who are in the lost world, like obviously Jeff Goldblum was already big because of Jurassic Park and a few other movies, but like, you know, uh, Pete Postlewaite and, and, uh, Peter Stormare, as you said, Vince Vaughn, um, Julianne Moore, yeah. you know, like these are, Bigger actors. I mean now they're they're bigger actors as, as well. Julianne
1: well. Moore was a fairly well-known name at the time. Yeah. Um, another thing the reason she took this role was because she was going through divorce and needed money for the settlement. Yeah.
0: So it's like, oh. <laughs>
1: it's
0: nice. Oh, okay. She I also saw that she wanted to work with Spielberg. As well, well, fair. Yeah. I
1: mean I'm sure there are very few actors out there nowadays who, if you went to them as like Spielberg wants you for a role, they'd be like, nah.
0: I'm sure that's how half the people ended up in Transformers. I mean Michael Bay, you know, p- directed it, but Spielberg produced those movies.
1: Did he really? The
0: first one at least, yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, no. Um Yeah. I just I feel like Spielberg, if giving the being given the chance to work for someone like Spielberg, I'd say Scorsese. Um, being an Avenger, like in a Marvel movie, like these are all things that actors just won't turn down at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like it would be something that even not even this point, but like especially in the nineties, especially the follow up to like one of the biggest movies of all time, you don't turn that down. Like you'd be stupid to turn that down.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he was an executive producer in Transformers. <laughs> I'm just double checking things. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of corrections on the fly. I'm sorry but yes, no, it's not something that if somebody approached, if somebody approached me with, Hey, would you like to be in the sequel to one of the biggest movies of all time? But yeah, definitely. That's not something you say no to.
1: No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And like, I would say, especially the first one wasn't a fluke that it was such a big movie, like crocodile Dundee. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. (laughs)
1: Like this movie was like Jurassic park was a big hit for a big reason. Like Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, now that said, no, we'll get into that at the end about how we feel it compares to the first one. Because it's the first time we've done a sequel back to back to... Uh, and we should talk about well, the whole movie It's first. also
0: the first time we've done a sequel to any movie that we've talked about.
1: True. We've done some sequels, yes, but not...
0: but not to the movie that we've done on the show before.
1: So with that, um, can we talk... I, I have always loved the opening of this movie.
0: With the, the yacht cruise family?
1: The Yacht-Crew family. And not just that like the thing I love about the opening is not the compies. It's not the people on the beach. It's literally how the mom screams and it cuts to Jeff Goldblum.
0: Yes, that is, that's one of, there are some, there are some great cuts in this movie. It's to cuts to screams as well. Um, and, and the one with the mom is a fantastic one. I also like something that I really like about that. That opening scene too is they really make you somewhat dislike the family except the little girl like yeah. immediately and with very little dialogue as yeah. well like I, I something I pointed out to you mm-hmm. was that because uh, because we were just sitting there watching the movie and and I was like that bitch and you were like what and I'm like you didn't notice that and you're like no and we rewound it. The after the mom is trying to, you know, make the girl stay. And it's so funny because literally I'm like, yeah, they make you hate that family. And it's like lunch is ready. Come eat lunch with us instead of going and playing. That's the thing that makes you hate that mom. But also um, when when the daughter, you know, goes a storms off and the father's like, oh, just let her be a child, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the mom decides that she needs a drink. But she also decides at the absolute last second that, oh, I have people who will do this for me and makes one of the servants pour her the drink instead.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's, um. yeah, not, when you pointed it out to me, I because like she doesn't just like get the, th- she goes over to it, kind of looks at it like she's going to do it and it's like, ugh,
0: no. Mm-hmm. Like, you
1: know, she doesn't actually say that, but like her reaction is like, No, No, you could just tell. This is what I pay these people
0: for. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mind you, she's probably paying those people a lot of money. But she'd have the wine faster if she just did it her damn self.
0: Yeah. That's, but that's not the point. The point is that she's rich and has people that do it for her.
1: Yes, this is true.
0: So I'm glad her daughter got bit. No, No! No, that's, that's cruel. That's mean.
1: That's very mean.
0: Yeah. But yes, so it cuts to Malcolm in one of the good, greatest cuts in this movie. Um, and then I pointed out to you, like, there's a lot of weird things in my life that I refer back to Jurassic Park movies. And a lot of those cases are like, Oh, that guy was in Jurassic Park. This guy was in Jurassic Park. That guy was in the lost world. This guy's in Jurassic Park three, you know, perfect example. The the guy from Jurassic Park three is in face off. Um, but, uh, the, the dad, the divorced dad from stranger things. yep is the guy on the subway who's like, I believed you and makes fun of him. When that guy showed up in stranger things, I'm like, that's the dude on the subway from Jurassic world, or, the lost world rather. So yeah, it, that, that scene is always just entertaining. Like there's a, this movie, it's a lot funnier than the first movie. I find yeah. like there's a lot. And, and I don't mean that in the sense of like, like there's just more jokes in it. Yes. You know? And, um, and they're they're enjoyable. Like I really I don't know if it was all like Jeff Goldblum, ad Living, or what, but like this movie is very funny, and yeah. and that's something that I've always liked. I like about this movie because it, it it differentiates it a little bit from from the other one.
1: But that's one thing, and you know what? As someone, I I haven't watched them back to back so quickly in a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But one thing I noticed quickly that I don't think I really. Really paid attention to before because, like, I think with all the jokes that there were this time, I think a lot of the things like everybody liked like Ian Malcolm is the most popular character from the franchise, right? Like, they're hands down, mm-hmm. people love him. But the first movie, he is very stereotypical, Jeff Goldblum like, he was mm-hmm. like really over the top, Jeff Goldblum, and is funny throughout, and blah blah blah. But this one. He's still funny, but as a person, he's just much more serious. Mm-hmm. And we can either chalk that up to writing staff, either kind of forgetting part of his character or them being like, this dude obviously has PTSD. He might take things a little more seriously in his life. Now I could really go either way.
0: I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's the lead this time.
1: Also that. Yeah. yeah Cause like-, like him being very Jeff Goldblum throughout the entire movie might get a little annoying.
0: Yeah. Like, cause I mean, a part of the plot revolves around the fact that he's not happy that his girlfriend is there. Correct. He's not happy that his daughter is there.
1: Very correct.
0: He's not happy that, um, the guy who dies, well, that's Describes a lot of people in this movie. The, um, uh, the guy who takes over InGen from Hammond, who I can't remember his name for whatever reason. Uh, that guy, isn't it
1: like Ludlow?
0: I think that's it. Yeah. He's like his nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that guy, like he he's there to be in that guy's face and be like, you know, like you're going to fail just like Hammond failed and stuff yeah. like that. And um, it's interesting because Hammond is played a lot more sympathetically in, in this movie. But at the same time, he's still used as like the like if he's almost used as an insult by Malcolm multiple times. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, you can tell that Hammond is just trying to atone for for what happened in the first movie, which is actually something that i I, I meant to bring up in the first movie that uh, that that I didn't is I really like the scene when he is having the ice cream with Dr. Sadler. And you can see the moment when he realizes, like, even though he during that scene he's still fighting to, to say that, oh, we'll get it right next time. Yeah. You see the moment when he realizes that he is wrong. Yeah. And from that moment on, he does nothing but try to do better. And uh, that carries on into this movie as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. And like, okay, I know we're skipping ahead. We find out later in this movie, speaking of like, try it again. Mm -hmm. We find out one thing I don't think I liked on this watch through that I never really thought about um, in previous watches is, Oh, it turns out that Hammond had this facility, this huge facility on a waterfront property in San Diego. Mm -hmm. as an arena. It's just about finished that nobody knew about. And we're not using and It's just sitting empty and we haven't sold it off or done anything else with it. And it's like, why, mm-hmm. why does nobody know it's there? Because obviously it's very big for the looks of things. Someone would know it's there. Like you could see it. Like you would be, it would be like building most of SeaWorld and then not finishing sea world. And then no one noticed that SeaWorld was there.
0: Well, I mean, it all depends on, cause they said it was not, they said it wasn't finished.
1: It wasn't finished, but we see it and it's huge. But man. they said
0: that they said at that point that they were continuing work on it. So f- for all we know, it just was the gates sitting there without any name stuck to it for a very long no, time. No, because they
1: said we could have it finished in a few months. And it's like there's no way they could finish a place like that in a few months if it wasn't already almost done.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean it could have been the amphitheater without a logo on it is what I'm saying. Like people could have been looking at that thing for years and being like, whoa. What's it, what is it? it? Was it a football stadium that never finished? Yeah, but like, people
1: would still know it was there. Nobody knew it was there. They actually, like, they'd never, like, no one was aware that this structure was there. And I know this is pre, like, Google Maps and stuff, but still.
0: I, I mean, if they didn't announce what it was, I mean, they didn't announce what the other one was either, right? Like, it's... I, I don't know. I feel like there's a way... The secrets still happen in this day and age. It's just not as common because everybody you know is staking out film sets and stuff like that but you know i i'm just saying in general i'm not saying that you know people knew about the amphitheater because it was in a movie i'm i'm saying i'm saying as an example it's harder to keep things like secret because everybody is just sitting and staring at everything that everybody else is doing i mean video games got leaked because a guy looked at a presentation on a subway you know like a guy who worked at a at a It was actually Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I'm currently playing. Uh, A guy, he was looking at a a PowerPoint presentation that he was supposed to show off at work. And uh, somebody on the subway saw that he had it and just leaned over and snapped a picture of his laptop. And that's how that game got announced. (laughs) Well, not announced, but that's how that game leaked. Um, So, yeah, you're right. Stuff in this day and age tends to, to, to get out more. But, I mean, it is a movie. And I guess in some cases you can suspend your disbelief and in some cases you can't. And this was one for you where you couldn't.
1: Yeah. Like I just, it's funny it's saying suspend my disbelief that they've, you know,
0: they've cloned a a dinosaur, but they kept this theme park quiet in San Diego. How could they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that really like, I don't know, gets my goat. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm just like, no, people would know it was there. And they act like surprise. No, they'd know. They'd know. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway. But, like, I I did, like, speaking of surprise, I did like that it turned out Nick Van Owen wasn't actually, like, a documentarian.
0: He was a saboteur.
1: Like, he was a paid saboteur Mm -hmm. that Hammond had arranged because Hammond knew that these other people from InGen were coming to steal the dinosaurs. So it was up, like, they already planned that Nick was going to be the one to... Dismantle things if it got to that point, mm-hmm. and I thought that was as a kid. I didn't get that that like he wasn't actually a photojournalist,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like it should have been obvious because like he didn't really have any good cameras. Um, he had a camera, but he did not have cameras.
0: Well, no, he no, he had when when they first arrived. He's got. A small camera. It's one of the, yeah, but he doesn't have one of those ones with a big telescoping lens. He just got a, he's got a, it, that, that Nikon camera back in the day, that was an expensive camera.
1: But he doesn't have any lenses for it. Remember, okay, you and I do not have a lot of experience with professional photography. No. But we have had a picture taken at our wedding. Mm-hmm. We had our family photos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you remember the f- cameras that our photographer brought to those? Yes. I feel like bare minimum, he should have had the cameras that she brought with her for that. And he had a camera with no lenses. It should be pretty obvious. He's not really a photojournalist because he doesn't have the equipment to be a photojournalist. But Sarah
0: has like the same kind of camera when she first. But
1: she's not a photojournalist. She's a researcher. Oh,
0: so she gets a pass for using poor equipment? I'm not
1: saying he doesn't get a pass. It's just, it's one of those things that like, oh, you should know going Mm. in it's a hint to like his true reason for being there isn't as a
0: photojournalist, but also in that that sense, Sarah knows who he is.
1: Yeah. So and she's keeping her mouth shut.
0: Okay, because uh, uh, I mean, when when he shows up on the island, she's not like, "Who are you?" She's like,
1: "Nick, hi." Yeah, hi. but they've probably. She seems a bit of an anarchist. Mm-hmm. So they've probably crossed paths doing so because she even in the movie it talks that she's researched carnivores yes not just dinosaurs Mm -hmm. so they've probably crossed paths at some point because he works with like Greenpeace and stuff so Mm -hmm. I could see her also participating so but the only person who's been told he's a photojournalist is Ian Malcolm because there's no way that Hammond could have got Ian to go to the aisle he's like oh yes we've got you know Eddie who does equipment we've got Sarah, who's obviously our paleontologist in the movie and animal behaviorist in the book. Mm -hmm. And we've got this guy, Nick Van Owen, who is there to sabotage anyone else who might show up and try to steal the dinosaurs.
0: Okay. Do
1: you Mm -hmm. really think Ian would have been on board with that? No. It's like, yeah, he's a photojournalist. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, he could be both. You never know.
1: I mean, you're right. But I feel like, again, his true job was not... To take pictures, it as was,
0: evidenced by the fact that you don't think he was—he didn't have the right equipment. Properly.
1: Any actual photographers, feel free to write in. To, did Nick Van Owen have the proper equipment in
0: 1997?
1: In 1997, to document animals that have not been seen on this planet for 65 million years,
0: <laughs>
1: I believe. We will all agree the answer is no, he did not.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But he did have bolt cutters for the one cage that actually had a lock on it. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> all those dinosaurs and only one lock. And I like that it was only for the Triceratops. Why the Triceratops? The Stegosaurus
0: would have been just as dangerous.
1: A Pachycephalosaurus, because it could have just smashed his head against the damn thing.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I definitely took note of the fact that only one dinosaur had a lock on its cage.
1: Maybe they're like, look, this guy's super popular. Mm. So let's lock him up in case one of our people tries to get too close.
0: Yeah. Ugh, no, I, that was something that I thought was really funny. Um, while we're talking about some of the characters let's, uh, on the team specifically, let's talk about poor Eddie. Poor Eddie poor is Eddie. like a hero
1: of this movie and they do him dirty for sure. Like poor Eddie.
0: yes. All he wants to do is is make sure his equipment runs collect- correctly. And Guy, he does he goes out like a hero, that's for sure.
1: And then he gets ripped in half by a couple T-Rexes. That is a terrible way to go. A
0: terrible way to go.
1: Because he wouldn't be dead right away.
0: No. No, he would have been...
1: Alive.
0: Yeah. that That's something about this movie that I, I always found was... This movie is a lot more brutal than yeah. the first one. Like a lot of it's... A lot of the obviously both movies feature people being people being eaten by dinosaurs, mm-hmm. but this one is—I don't know if it's because the body count is higher or what—but it definitely seems like this one is more violent. Like, obviously yes. Eddie's Eddie's death is the standout. Eddie's death is the dude on the toilet of the first movie, but right? like
1: taken up several notches. Yes. But this is something we actually. If we'd done scream two so far, but we haven't done it yet, and we will eventually, I'm sure.
0: sure. Next week, no, <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe, um, no. So, one of the th- cardinal rules of a sequel is it has to be like, the body count has to be higher and the kills have to be gnarlier. Mm. Like that's those are the rules of a sequel, and.
0: Well, a horror movie sequel
1: this but these movies are horror. i don't believe Jason. i
0: don't believe that uh the sequel to bambi had a higher body count gnarlier kills than, <laughs> than the original death of bambi's mom
1: <laughs> you know what i mean uh,
0: yes i do
1: when it comes to a movie like this you have to up the body count you have to up the gore mm-hmm. um
0: but that's the thing, though. This movie isn't gorier, I would say.
1: That rip and I had to cover my eyes during the rip and half scene. I didn't actually watch it.
0: Okay, I because yeah, it's not stomach it. like it's not it's not bloody. Like it, a man is clearly torn in half.
1: Tell that to Dieter.
0: Okay, yes, but you are oh, Dieter's death is guy falls off of off screen and then blood comes out of the water. You do not see him die in any way. Think of a character who. But had you a, still is,
1: see him all bloody.
0: Well, a little bit. He had a bit of a. He had like a bloody nose and some cuts on his hands. Because yeah, the
1: compies were, we're like, you know, him. why yes. his death was justified. Those compies.
0: Yeah, that dude was a dick. Yeah, his yeah. death was justified.
1: Yeah, they they were harassed by him first, so they were just you know even in the playing field.
0: Yeah, maybe they're like crows. They never forget.
1: They are birds. Yeah. <gasps> are compies the original crow? Han, I almost met a crow the other day. I tried. I said, hello. It was really <laughs> close. I uh-huh. wish I'd brought some, You know, I need to walk around with like seeds in my pockets mm-hmm. for if I ever got the opportunity to actually talk to a crow. Mm-hmm. One of my dreams in life is to make a wild crow my friend and then have it bring me presents. Mm-hmm. Because if you befriend a crow, it will bring you presents. Right. Like buttons. Mm-hmm. But um, if you piss off a crow it will harass you and will tell all its crow friends to harass you too. So you have to stay on the good side. Now imagine that as a dinosaur.
0: Right. That would, that would be, you could wouldn't be you, so much as harassed as murdered. And could even. you
1: imagine if real like Utah Raptors, which are like the real, because like, they're like the real like velociraptors mm-hmm. even though there's really real Velociraptor. you know what i mean yes they're, you, they're, they're, they're more
0: to be... accurate to what the velociraptors in this movie look like
1: so could you imagine if they're like smart like crows and so they were like alive today you'd be like look if you could just befriend the utah raptors they'll bring you shiny presents but to them because they're carnivores a shiny present would be like a femur
0: isn't that what happened in jurassic world it's a it's that's more of a joke. You're thinking about it too much. I mean, he befriends the raptors. Maybe they do bring him presents. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but that's different. That's They did.
0: They they killed all those guys and brought them too.
1: Yeah, but like that's no, cuz never... he raised them since they were babies, not because he befriended them in the
0: wild. That's I mean, different. that's befriended anyway. Anyway. Um, but like think of if <laughs> yeah, there's a few yeah. other people who are who are killed in the movie and they they're it's still as I said not not as violent like the guy who who the snake, you know the 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 backer guy,
1: yeah, who we talked about, who's based on um,
0: Robert Backer, the yeah. the paleontologist that we yeah, talked but, about. But like, what's his sorry?
1: What's his character name? His it's... name is
0: Burke. Burke. In the movie. Yes. So Burke, the snake flies, crawls, flies. His <laughs> snake flies into his shirt, and and then he just runs into the T Rex mouth, basically.
1: Yeah, that's one of like was, that scene right there. But, he was like oh god there's a t-rex oh no
0: A but snake. He, he gets bit and pulled off out of the scene and then blood waterfall so again another off-screen death and then even ludlow he gets bit and and then dies off screen you don't see his death another non-gore i mean the that one dude gets trampled though like yeah, that, that, yeah uh yeah carter he gets just straight up stepped on and dragged along too for yeah. a good while uh he stuck to that t-rex's feet for a good like 30 feet before yeah. he he gets stuck in some water but i mean the eddie's death and carter's death are really like the big deaths like when it comes to how graphic they are yeah. I mean, most of the people who get killed by the raptors fall down in the long grass, <laughs> you know? like it's Yeah, not... the raptors
1: really don't do much in this one. In
0: the first one, they're like chomping down on Muldoon's face, you know, like just off camera with the, the leaf in the way, you yeah. know? And, and then obviously, uh, Mr. Arnold's arm comes flopping out. They they really, like, they're the, I feel like the raptors...
1: The raptors are the main villain of
0: of the first one Uh, yeah and in this one they're not really as much of a they don't
1: really play a big part they're
0: in they're there to be like thrills for five minutes and then they're gone
1: yeah the uh the main villain in this movie is ludlow Mm -hmm. because it's his actions that lead to all the other problems yeah
0: not only what happens on the island but in san diego as well
1: because you can never consider you get a lot more t-rex action in this movie there's two t-rexes there's baby t-rex there's
0: multiple t-rex scenes
1: yeah the t-rex is all throughout the movie like once you hit about what 40 minutes in mm-hmm. and whereas the first one you get the t-rex at the beginning you get the t-rex with the and you get the t-rex at the end yeah and that's it whereas this one it's like
0: there's the a lot of T Rex. Yeah, there's the baby T Rex when you first see the baby T Rex. There is the the um, trailer attack. There is when they come after them in the woods.
1: Yeah, the the tent.
0: Yeah, in the tent, and then there's the, 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 city. the San Diego bit. Yeah, end, yeah,
1: but it's it's very T Rex centric this movie. Yeah. Um. But like, I know in the the first movie they they were like the the closing had to be the T Rex being the hero. Mm -hmm. And this one, I would say the T-Rex isn't so much the hero in this one, but is sympathetic Mm -hmm. because it's just a, you know, mommy or daddy looking for its baby. Speaking of that. Okay. So Pete Postwaith. Yes. What's his name?
0: Uh, His character's name? Yeah. Roland.
1: Roland. He is a big game hunter. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing don't like big game hunters obviously not my jam but he does such a good job as an actor that i still like him he's
0: got this very like honorable streak to him despite the fact that his what he does for a living is very dishonorable yeah he's a very honorable person
1: but how in the world would he tell a male from a female t-rex
0: Maybe he went out into the park and lifted, lifted up the, the skirts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but seriously, he's like, I need to hunt
0: the buck. Yeah, I need to hunt a buck. Which also doesn't make... Well, no, that that's just a weird plot hole that doesn't get explained away. And
1: the other thing, too, is I feel like there is a good chance among T-Rexes that the female would be the bigger of the pair.
0: That, yeah, actually, that, that's in the trivia, is that the female is bigger.
1: Yeah. So hunting the buck would be like, who cares?
0: That guy is more than likely, uh, you know, misogynist. Probably. That's the, yeah. Um, Actually, the one thing that I always thought that always was like, what that dick was when he, when he, he catches the the baby Mm -hmm. and then they lay it out as a trap. And then the T-Rex's leg is broken. And I'm like, that's actually really shitty of Roland to, for, for all Same. of his honorableness to have broken the baby's leg to lure him there. Well, from what I was reading, because this was something that uh, I never really noticed. I Well, I always noticed this one thing, but it's never really explained. There's a deleted scene of Ludlow celebrating and he's drunk and he breaks the baby's leg. And that is why when Nick is freeing the baby from uh, when he's pulling the steak out of the ground, there's just a random liquor bottle sitting. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's because Ludlow left it there after he broke its leg. It's a deleted scene. And I don't believe it's on the DVD because I, I did read about other deleted scenes. Like there's one where Roland is recruited in Kenya and he like, he, he does an honorable thing. There's like a, there's like a group of drunks and they're hassling some lady and he like, beats the shit out of them Damn. and uh he either beats the shit out of them or he absolutely like embarrasses one of them i can't remember exactly what happens but it's the scene where it's just like man like I, I, i've seen that deleted scene but i've not i don't remember seeing a deleted scene where ludlow breaks the t-rex leg
1: interesting yeah because like when i was reading the trivia i always thought it was roland who did it mm-hmm. and then reading the trivia it's like no it was Ludlow and it makes sense because at the end the T-Rex breaks Ludlow's leg mm-hmm. and lets the baby kill Ludlow
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the boat so it's like
0: some poetic justice
1: it is and it's like I never put two and two together until I read the trivia that that makes a lot more sense because it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that Roland would do mm-hmm. um, so speaking can we can we talk can we talk about the boat
0: okay yep
1: So I know I knew
0: the boat was going to come up. I know the whole thing
1: is like, because there was always even as a kid, I was like, well, how did the T-Rex kill all the people? It wouldn't have fit. Mm -hmm. And the baby T-Rex could have done it because he was on an airplane. It wasn't a baby. We find out later it was actually the Raptors were on the the boat, but then the Raptors are gone.
0: Is that that's not actually said in the movie, though?
1: No, it's not. But we found out from like that was planned. That was the plan
0: and never filmed. Yeah.
1: So whatever happened to the raptors, who knows? Maybe the T-Rex ate the raptors. Who knows? But
0: that might explain how he survived the whole trip by himself. But he ate all the raptors.
1: That's the thing. It is not just like. I doubt Mm -hmm. that how shipping works. Is that they would leave. Ila Mm hmm. And just point the boat directly at San Diego,
0: the dock, the specific dock, the specific at, dock, in San Diego,
1: and just gun it. Yeah, and then it just—that's how boats. Are. That's not how it works. You have to navigate and move around other boats and like blah blah blah. So, how in the world? Like, unless these te- like these Raptors killed the guy manning the boat five minutes from when they pulled in. Yeah, it makes no sense. All right, everybody. That boat just sh- yeah.
0: Aim for our dock. All right, we're aimed. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like
1: It makes no sense, but you kind of don't care. Yeah, because it's still a badass scene with that huge ship destroying that dock. Yeah. and people running like crazy. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm.
0: And then a T-Rex gets to run around. I remember I remember when I was a kid and I saw the movie in theaters and I was I just assumed that the movie was just about over. And then when the, the T-Rex escaped in San Diego, like I, I thought, you know, the scene where the T-Rex goes through the, uh, the sign mm-hmm. that's like, welcome to America. And then he walks over to like a pile of garbage and then roars into the, into the lights. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I thought the movie was going to end right there on, as a cliffhanger. Oh. And, and then when it continued, I'm like, wow, this is still going, wow. You know, like, uh, I I remember that distinctly. But could you imagine if that movie had just ended right there?
1: Yeah, that would have been, like, that's kind of how, like, the last Jurassic World. Kind movie. of, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it. Um, but
0: much better, though.
1: Yeah, so you get to see the T-Rex running around. And the scene in San Diego is pretty. Is honestly, I would say the most fun scene out of the movie. It's very
0: fun, like, like with a car
1: chase mm-hmm. and everything.
0: It's it's all very like like, despite the fact that it is a giant monster, so to speak, running around in town. The scene is very funny. Like mm-hmm. like, there's this scene where the Japanese businessmen are running away, and a, if you read in the trivia, they they what they're saying is, "We came here from Japan to get away from this." Yeah. Which is really funny.
1: Yeah, it is a a cute little nod to Gojira. Oh, I'm sorry. To what? Gojira.
0: There is also a nod to Last Action Hero in this scene as well. When the the bus drives into the Blockbuster video, there is Schwarzenegger in King Lear, which is one of the fake movies from Last Action Hero, which is really funny.
1: That's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. It's a nice little... Nod to because that would have been competition for this movie, right?
0: It was competition, I think, for the original Jurassic.
1: oh uh, yeah, I think I've that, never seen Last Action Hero.
0: Yes, you have. We watched it together. Oh, it's not that great.
1: No, I guess not. No, eh?
0: if you don't remember, if you don't remember it at all, because we watched it here not that long ago.
1: Are you sure? Yeah, I don't remember even a little bit of this movie. Charles
0: Dance is in it.
1: I still don't remember He's this the movie. villain. He's the villain. I don't remember this movie
0: at all. Okay. Yeah. No, no, clearly you clearly don't, but that's besides the point. Um, so obviously, yeah, that, that whole sequence is, is a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's very silly. Like that, that dog gets eaten that oh, poor, poor dog, dog. Um, but the little
1: boy and his family, I read in the trivia. They, they do not. The T-Rex bursts through his room And the parents scream, and then the T Rex gets distracted and leaves. Mm -hmm. So,
0: something I did enjoy, and I pointed this out to you while we were watching the movie, is when the the T Rex looks in the window at the child, and the child immediately just like, okay, and like gets up and rolls out of the bed and walks out of the room. That is how I got out of the movie theater in the original Jurassic Park when the T Rex scared me when I was a kid, just right up and out the door. Oh (laughs) Uh, my goodness. But, uh, so okay, so we're talking about the T Rex. Yes, I think this is a good point to segue into something we talked about last time. How do you feel the effects held up this time?
1: Oh yeah, um, I the effects overall, I'd say were better, mm-hmm. but slightly. But there's still some scenes where the the lighting, like we talked about last time, just isn't. Not in high def, mm-hmm. quite there, and I did find some of the actors with the CG were a little less convincing. Mm-hmm. Like when Julianne Moore is dodging the stegosauruses, it just feels a little flat.
0: Okay, yeah, you? I, I something I actually I appreciated, and it's funny because it's the same scenes, the Stegosaur scene, it's the stegosaurus scene is the scene when they're walking, like they're, they're all just kind of standing there in the water watching them all walk by. That scene is overall, like it's it's the first real dinosaur scene in the movie. It's, yeah. just, it's the same, like the copy scene at the beginning is like the raptor scene at the beginning of Jurassic Park, where uh-huh. you get glimpses. I mean, obviously it's, it's you see the whole copy, but it's a much smaller animal. And then the stegosaurus scene is the Brachiosaurus scene of this movie. And I I think that effects wise, the Sega scene looks better, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't hold up as well. Is that a hundred percent? Yeah. And, but there's a lot of little things about this movie that I really like, especially when it comes to the animatronics, Mm -hmm. like the T-Rex. I I mentioned in the last movie when the, when the T-Rex was the animatronic and moving around in the rain, there was a few moments of like, You know, you could see the herky jerky movements. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't see anything like that in this one. And also, there's a lot more subtle movements, like stuff that they did in the original that really sold the illusion that this was a real animal. Were things like the pupils dilating and the eyelids, you know, and the nose uh, flaring, the nostrils flaring. Yeah, and all of that is present in this movie as well. But there's a few things that the first movie doesn't have that this one does. And the one that really stuck out to me is like, uh, like a standout was the T Rex. There's a sequence where the the T Rex is sitting there, and its lips are moving, like it's like, like I, I'm not saying it's like smiling or anything like that, but it's like snarling you know, like it's, it's, it's pulling its lips back to snarl a little more. Okay. And, and I thought that that was very like, you know, it's impressive. Like, cause obviously that's, I'm sure that's a lot of work to make, yeah. to make that happen. Um, like, Cause I mean, I, I, when I always think of like a snarling animatronic like that, I think of alien because mm-hmm. I've seen the, what the face looks like without the, without the lips on it. Like with just like the wire mesh that's in there. So I, I know that that's a lot of, a lot of work into that but obviously i mean it's it's a much larger puppet so to speak uh i i just felt the animatronics were were way more impressive in this one and it's it's great because there's two of them, there's two big t-rexes and uh and the neat thing was is i was reading in the trivia is they didn't move the t-rexes because they were so big they uh completely changed the sets and they made the sets to how to be around the the T Rexes? Yeah. So,
1: but they were like nine tons. Nine each. times
0: each. Yeah, nine times each. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that's that's a lot of T Rex. Yeah. So I can I can definitely imagine. Um, yeah, it's just being a lot of work to. It'd be easier to just completely redo the sets because, mm-hmm. holy macaroni! That's a, a lot of T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I found in this one. The baby T Rex animatronic. Mm-hmm. Very impressive.
0: Yeah, because it, it's also time. it's also like they're they're running around with it. Like it's a self contained thing. It's not like there's wires, you know, mm-hmm. trailing behind them kind of a thing. But mm-hmm.
1: it's a little too stiff. And I understand. Mm-hmm. You're completely right having no wires, um, it looking so good, it's 1997, 100%, I'm not being like, it's crap. But washing it this time with a critical eye, there's no give to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, when you were to, if you were to pick up, I'm trying to think of an animal that would be, if you picked up a monitor lizard, Mm -hmm. they're pretty big, or a big. Mm -hmm seen people pick them up. Their their flesh is just like yours or mine. You you hold on to it and it is going to dimples not the right, but it's gonna there's gonna be some movement under the skin when you hold something because it, the weight of it and the muscles and and that's and I think we talked about this with the last did we talk about this with the last movie or was I reading about this and all when we were watching the last movie is that like there are just some things they can't do, like the way your muscles move under your skin while you walk.
0: I think that was, I think that was something that you just read because we didn't talk about that.
1: Okay, that. okay. So there's a lot of, you see it because you get a lot of really big full body close-ups of the baby T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And there's just they're not quite there. And I don't know where they're at for this sort of thing today. I feel like this is something they would add with CG later after using Mm animatronic is when you move, like this baby's kicking its legs or is moving its head up and down and everything. One thing you don't see is the way your muscles move under your skin to give you that real life quality. Mm. Um, And the baby's, arms are always parallel. You okay, know what I mean? They yeah, do they, move up and down, but they don't like...
0: Go side to side or...
1: Well, not just that, but like if you're laying on your side, your top arm doesn't stand at a 90 degree angle. Like it's not parallel to the floor.
0: Mm.
1: It hangs down. Like the weight of your arm kind of hangs down. Even with a short little legs, you you're going to have your one arm kind of hang down a bit because that's just that's gravity. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a few things like that where it's just not quite there, but still fantastic.
0: Okay. So you, in your opinion, the animatronic T-Rex is the least effective animatronic in the film.
1: I would say I, and now you're making me feel like you're going to point out, yeah, but what about this one? Yes, I be like, because
0: I was about to say, I see your T Rex, oh and I raise you the copies in Dieter's death scene.
1: Yeah, they're they're they, very much the same
0: issue. It's it's very much like, all right, we got a motor that makes the neck move left and right, and a motor that makes the tail move left and right, and otherwise they're just there <laughs> because that's that to me that's the worst like practical effect in the movie. And and that's fine. Like I I the scene's still enjoyable to me, but that's the only time in the movie where it was just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> when it came to the effects. But But yeah, I mean, um Was there anything else you want to say about this movie? Um before we get into uh some past reviews. The
1: gymnastics scene on the bars is still cheesy. Yes. Um Vince Vaughn is cooler than I remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Eddie's
0: the hero. Mm -hmm. The hero we didn't know we needed.
1: Yeah. Like literally the dude gave his life to save other people. And thankfully they all made it out alive. So his sacrifice wasn't in vain. Um, No, I think, I think, uh,
0: I think that's it. Okay. Well, if that's the case, that's what we thought. Critics in 1997 had thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews?
1: So, I want to ask you, dear, mm-hmm. as a, um, a viewer, mm-hmm. as, as a big fan, how do you think this movie has fared critically?
0: I feel like I feel like you're going to throw some 60s at me, maybe.
1: How do you feel about a 53 critical score? Wow. And a 51 audience.
0: Really? Wow. That's surprising.
1: Yeah, this film is considered rotten.
0: Mm. I don't break okay. your heart a little? It kind of does. Yeah. yeah, same.
1: I was actually I was expecting like a 70 audience score. So yeah. the fact that it's a 51 audience score, I kind of wonder if it was higher perhaps before the Jurassic world stuff, because there are a lot of people who feel very strongly about the, the new trilogy compared to the old one. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah,
0: no, it makes sense.
1: So, um, Jean Siskel Mm -hmm. said, I was disappointed as much as I was thrilled because the lost world lacks a staple of Steven Spielberg's adventure films, exciting characters. I disagree. I
0: do disagree as well.
1: um I feel like this movie was lacking a bit of Alan Grant. Yeah. And Ellie Sadler, because they really added like they're we talked about it in the last movie. They they're fantastic. And like I know Ian Malcolm was super popular in the first one, but he does stray into Grant territory in this one. Mm-hmm. And like I'm gonna chalk it up to PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly said the movie at its best is good fun deft, scary, engrossing, Yet it is never great fun. Mm-hmm. And Roger Ebert said, where is the awe? Where is the sense that if dinosaurs really walked the earth, a film about them would be more than a monster movie. Where are the oohs and aahs? Because this movie never has that brachiosaurus scene. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It never has that moment of awe when you're looking at it.
0: The, the moment I think that they were trying to to do that was the comparison was the segasaur scene and it, doesn't, and it doesn't hit the same way no no I mean at the same time it's also like if you've seen the first one this isn't the first time you've seen the dinosaurs so it, it's it is less of a punch
1: but at the same time I feel like you could have made like a really awe-inspiring scene with the two t-rexes true like having them be a surprise
0: that at there's, the trailer too yeah
1: was pretty cool mm-hmm. but I feel like seeing them even at the end together, like as a flash to the Island or something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, how do they get those dinosaurs back off the boat? Who's going to volunteer to take that boat back after what happened to the crew on the way there?
0: Well, they, they had different precautions. It was, tra- it was properly tranquilized this time.
1: Was it though? She's grabbed a tranquilizer dart. She knows in it.
0: Well, they had that discussion. She's like, oh, this is what we did with it. I feel like she knows better than anyway. The people. Anyway, so,
1: this movie was nominated for a lot of awards. I'm not shocked. Not all were good.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: it was nominated for Razzies. Oh, of course. Including, well, for uh, Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property, Worst Remake or Sequel, and Worst Screenplay. It did not win any of them. Mm-hmm. Win. Uh, the worst remake was Speed 2. <laughs> The worst screenplay was the postman Mm -hmm. and the worst reckless disregard for human life and public property was con air. Okay. I just thought that was funny. That's funny. Yeah.
0: It didn't win any of the, uh, no Mm -hmm. other awards. though.
1: It won a couple like international film fest, but nothing really like Mm -hmm. it was nominated for a lot of tech stuff. Um, some MTV movie awards for like exciting scenes and stuff, but no,
0: okay all yeah. right that's fine I, I mean, was
1: actually i was really disappointed to hear how poorly it did critically
0: yeah well, let, uh, speaking of which let's get let's get into how we felt about it uh this was my pick, so I will go first uh i'm I'm still gonna give this a double butter like it's nowhere near as strong as the first one, but it's still an enjoyable movie. it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. the dinosaur scenes are are still pretty thrilling, at least the T-Rex scenes are. Mm-hmm. Um like I still I still had all those moments of fun. Like there, there was little bits where I was pausing the movie to be like, this bit's coming up and I love this bit. Like that that scene where the dude points his flashlight at the raptor and goes, ah and then the <laughs> raptor eats him glorious that's his
1: imdb that's his
0: imdb profile picture is the shot of him being killed by the raptors it's it's like the movie's fun it's it's again it's nowhere near as strong as the first film but i enjoy it and it's something like i don't find myself bored watching it and it's it's still a movie i look at very fondly so I I'm happy to report that it's still aged pretty well for me, even though a lot of other people don't seem to like this one. I'm still a fan. So it is still a double butter for me.
1: Um, I'm going to agree. Uh, I also am giving it as a, uh, a double butter. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. It's not nearly as strong as the first one, but it's still a really, really fun movie. Um, I, I like the characters in it. I don't think Siskel's right about the characters. Um, I think overall as a story, it is creative. Mm -hmm. And I like that there's a uh, chance for like seeing the dinosaurs outside of the island, which is nice. And they did it. decent job about convincing one of the people to go back to the island and stuff so i can kind of see it. can i just make a note um i know you mentioned about people you recognize being in this movie do you mm. know two other people who were in this movie with uncredited background roles no mark pellegrino is a tourist okay uh you'd know him from uh, well i don't know you He's on Vampire Diaries. He's on...
0: That's the thing I'm going to know him from, is Vampire Diaries?
1: Supernatural. um, 13 Reasons Why.
0: I don't watch any of the shows you're naming, hun.
1: Uh, Chuck?
0: Don't watch. I've never seen a single episode of Chuck.
1: He was Jacob on Lost.
0: Okay, yeah. There you go. So there you
1: go. Um, And Eli Roth is on the subway
0: is he really yeah that's funny
1: so there you go um there are some other little cameos in there that you didn't know about that's so. good
0: that, well i mean hey there you go it, New new things to learn from from re but yeah I, I overall i think it's i i think we're on the same page it's nowhere near as strong as the first movie but it's still an entertaining ride that gymnastics scene is still a bunch of bullshit though
1: yeah like there's there are problems with it that i can obviously overlook for its fun value like it's dinosaurs running around the plot is half decent um there's
0: some plot holes but it's i still overlook them because the rest of the movie is enjoyable
1: yeah exactly 100 it's it's still a fun movie Mm -hmm. i would recommend it it is a movie i think people should watch
0: yeah for sure and there you go so that's our, our jurassic park duology I feel, like, I feel like you're not going to go for the hat trick. And not because of the fact that it doesn't reach our criteria. Jurassic Park 3 came out in, I believe it was 2001, but I believe it was July. Because it came out right before my birthday. I remember it came out on July 18th. And I was like, it's like an early birthday present for me, is what I remember seeing it. And I also remember as a youth seeing that movie. Uh, with friends and I was the only one that liked it and that was that was fun but anyway uh, I feel like you're not picking that but uh, next week we will be taking a look at
1: I almost picked Jurassic Park 3 did you really <laughs> almost and I didn't because Uh it didn't meet the criteria, like Uh you said. And I was very like, shoot, I gave you so much crap for picking (laughs) Swordfish, and it didn't technically count. But Uh this is even a bigger window than Swordfish was, so I can't do it. Uh So I'm down to the wire on two movies. One is a sequel to something we've watched, Mm -hmm. and one is not but has people we've had in other movies in it. And.
0: You're, yeah, this is the first down to the wire. No, this is, this is cost- the first you still haven't picked.
1: I know it's, it, it's really tough. Cause I was like, I was full on set to do Jurassic park three when we sat down and then I was doing the trivia and stuff before leading up to it. And then I saw it didn't come out until like late July. And yeah. I was like, Oh, well that, that's too far a gap. That doesn't count. We'll have to wait a few weeks. I, Think we're gonna watch Scream Two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew as soon as you said it was a sequel that it was gonna be Scream Two. <laughs> and now you'll have to wonder what
1: the other movie was.
0: Uh, I feel like I already know what it was, but I don't want to say it Set. because if it wasn't, I, I feel like you were gonna say True Lies. It was. Yeah. Ha! Yeah.
1: You just know me so well.
0: I do. This is why we're married. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I knew. I knew you were going to pick screen. That's so funny. I didn't think you were going to pick Jurassic Park 3 because of the criteria. I was. And you and then- didn't. Because of the criteria. Yep. And then when you said that it was a sequel, I knew it was going to be Scream too. And when you said you had another movie that had people in it, that would have already been on the show. I knew it was going to be true lies.
1: Jeez. Oh, uh, you do know me too. Well.
0: I do know you too. well. You
1: could be a mentalist. No, just for just me.
0: For though. Though. Just for <laughs> you. My <laughs> own personal <laughs> mentalist.
1: I could never like keep a secret. Oh, uh, no, I, I've actually really been wanting to watch scream Two for a bit. And, um, I kind of, now that we've done this duology, I kind of feel like we should have done Scream 2 earlier, but I mean,
0: meh. Meh. Well, eh, whatever. uh, I don't have
1: the VHS on on this one. It's still at my parents' house and I do need to steal it back.
0: Yeah, but I I mean, there are no rules that we have no rules about when and where sequels can be done. Uh, we've just been doing them at our own pace, and yeah, you know, it's just, just
1: honestly, again, it's it's what we feel like watching.
0: Exactly, and and if it doesn't hit a couple criteria, then yeah, we won't do it. But Scream Two, I
1: actually I saw a really funny web comic that uh, made me think start thinking about Scream Two. So yeah,
0: see, that's the thing. It's the same thing with Swordfish. There's something gets in your head, and you're like, no, I want to do this instead because I almost picked Shrek, which hilariously just had its 20th anniversary and everyone was all talking about how terrible shrek was and it was like this is this is our job we're supposed to be the ones who tell people if a movie was worth watching. so anyway at some point we'll do shrek i'm sure but look forward to next week where we'll be talking about Scream tube for this episode of burnt popcorn i am mike
1: i'm laura and we'll
0: talk to you guys again soon
1: bye mark pellegrino is also in an episode of the x-files
0: cool